It's 27 minutes uh, past six. We've got some serious conversations right now that we need to deal with, Pearl. I know. We, I know. Hmm. Yeah, we're in the Gauteng province and we all know what, what that means. It means worry hmm. in terms of COVID numbers, in terms of stricter measures possibly having to be put in place uh, just to make sure that we, are, we contain the spread yeah. of the virus. We've not been doing a great job. No, not at all, not at all. Uh, on the line, uh, got uh, to chat more to us about uh, the uh, uh, warringsome that's going on in uh, Gauteng. It is uh, Acting uh, Deputy uh, Vice-Chancellor Research and Innovation at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, Professor Mosa uh, Mashabela. How are you uh, this morning? Good morning, Mo and Paul, and uh, to the listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, we're taking a look at the numbers in Gauteng, and they're rising um, literally every second. The president is worried, the premier is worried. As residents of Gauteng, we are also worried. We've been told over and over by experts that it's our own behavior that will help contain this. Has the Gauteng province been negligent in your view? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very uh, double-edged question what you're asking mm. in the sense that I think on the one hand, we cannot necessarily put all the responsibility on the citizens of Gauteng, but also on the other hand, we cannot necessarily ab- abdicate, you know, the, our well-being and health completely mm-hmm. to and make it a responsibility of the government and, and others. So I think that, uh, uh, you know, citizens need to accept the responsibility that, you know, part of the spread will happen because of behaviors of people. But I think on the other hand, even the leaders in the province have to accept responsibility that, you know, the citizens need to be guided and uh, have an enabling environment created for them to be able to follow the right procedures and protocols. Hmm. If we take a look at what's happening in the other provinces, I mean, is there anything that they're particularly getting right or it's just uh, just a matter of lack of movement of people? Is it uh, the behavior of people? What is it that's making the other provinces look as if uh, they are in a much safer place than Gauteng? Yeah, I think that uh, we usually say context matters. Um, and uh, without making it about, you know, competition between provinces, I think that, you know, you, you can take the cue, firstly, geographically. If you look geographically, you'll see a province like Gauteng, it's got about 15 million people in a small uh, geographic area. So it's densely populated. Yes. If you compare it, for example, to a province like um KZN, where you've got about 11 million people in a large geographic area. So the situation you have geographically will be different. And then you add to that the nature of economic activity you have, whereby if you've got a fast economic activity and a lot of movement, uh, you know, in Gauteng, people have not really stopped going to shops, going to places that mm. people are outgoing. Whereas if you look at Western Cape, which, you know, it's also a developed uh, province, but people have reduced their movement by 16% and so uh, around that, even though, you know, the numbers in Western Cape are still less than what you're seeing in Gauteng. So the context really does matter. All right. Um, By the way, do you think uh, restricting maybe perhaps just on Gauteng, because our calls of alcohol are completely shutting down, would that also assist to uh, alleviate uh, some of the beds? 
Mo, I think that uh, doing that is an admission that something, some interventions have failed, both on the part of the leadership and also on the part of the citizens. And in my view, I think that um, it's something that needs to be a contract between the citizens and, and the leadership. If it's not a contract of some sort, even if it's a social contract, people are not necessarily going to fall in Gauteng. You know, it has to be something that uh, the, the people of Gauteng themselves choose to do and are committed to doing, not something that is imposed. Things that are imposed in this country haven't really seemed to work in the past. A lot of people have been saying, uh, Vice Chancellor, that they're suffering from COVID fatigue. I mean, how does the leadership uh, structures, how does the media uh, sort of, you know, take on a more proactive role in encouraging people to still stay safe, social distance, sanitize, uh, wear their masks? Yeah, no, fatigue is real uh, and we have to we have to acknowledge that, which is also why we must not put uh, strict measures in place unnecessarily because they contribute to that fatigue. However, when strict measures are put in place, when people can see the obvious need for it, there's also motivation that comes in, in pursuing it. And the other thing that contributes to, to fatigue, for example, is if when government makes promises that they, not, they don't deliver on and they don't keep those promises, you know, it, we call it fatigue, but a lot of it is just loss of motivation and reluctance to do something. But, you know, the one thing that I keep coming back to is the fact that it's our health. You know, like we may be upset about what government fails to do and so forth, but we are the ones who are going to get COVID. We are the ones who are not going to have hospital beds. We are the ones who are going to have long COVID and lose family members at the end of the day. And we're not necessarily going to make government pay for any of of those damages, you know, in, in any way. So there is a part where we have to realize that we have to tap into our inner strength, whatever last strength we have, to make sure that we can cope with the next month and, and or two that we have to, to deal with at the moment. And just for interest's sake, to wrap it up, when do you anticipate you will receive the jab? Uh, me, I, <laughs> fortunately for me, I'm a front, uh, I'm a frontline worker, so yes. I have received J and J back in May. Oh. Um, yes, but I still wear my mask every day uh, <laughs> whenever I have to go out. I still have to make sure that I distance and I still have to make sure that I, I wash my hands and I don't get into crowded areas. Prof, uh, are you on social media? Do professionals like the professor? Yes, PhD, Are you on social media? <laughs> I am on Twitter. I am on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? Wow. I'm, I'm on Twitter. What, Twitter? At, we are Twitter. We are serious. I told Oji, what's wrong? What, what's wrong with professors being on Twitter? <laughs> what's your handle? At Moshabela Musa. Well, right. let, let's both follow Prof. Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. Thanks a lot oh, for telling to us. I'll follow you back. I'll also follow you back, guys. <laughs> All right. Great stuff. Thanks a lot for that update, man. But it is scary stuff. Guru, you think academics, in Jay, they just, what? They yeah. live with their nose stuck in their books. In their books, exactly. How so, eh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just writing a bit uh, behind time. I hear the news headlines.